Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Uh, yes, it is. We roll along. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. We had Rich Gannon earlier today talking Super Bowl. Joe Buck will join us tomorrow. I haven't talked to Joe in a while. He's very good. Look forward to that. Talk with him as we work our way towards the Super Bowl. And we'll also get Joe's thoughts, obviously, as a baseball guy on where we stand with the baseball. Hembo, where do we stand with the baseball? <laughs> the, the, nowhere good, right? The same exact place we stood the last time you asked me that question, which was nowhere good. Yeah, and, and where will we stand next time I ask you that question? In the same place, maybe a little closer to not having a full 162-game season. So that's all bad. Yeah. I got, got a million things in the hopper here, but the guys want me to play this. So here's the thing. I want to tell everyone what happened. So we're doing Get Up this morning. And Richard Sherman suggested that the whole concept of, quote, let Russ cook, end quote, is not a recipe for success in Seattle. Sherman said that. I received a script in which I'm supposed to set that soundbite up. That script was written by? That would be me, Greeny. Hembo wrote the script. And he wrote the words... Richard Sherman was addressing the entire let Russ cook crowd. That's actually how he wrote it. I'm reading this cold. I have a director in my ear going three, two, one. And this soundbite is going to roll. And Hembo inexplicably put a tongue twister at the end of this. Do you not read stuff aloud when you write copy for people? I I, I read, I I, I ad lib 97% of get up. The other 3%. I read stuff you write, and you wrote the whole retcut. I would like to hear you right now say the words, let Russ cook crowd three times fast. Let Russ cook crowd. Let Russ cook crowd. Let Russ cook crowd. Look at me. Well, that was way better than I was expecting. It came out better than it came out when I tried to say it. About the whole let Russ cook cook idea. (laughs) (laughs) Why is everyone in the room? But Brandon is hysterical laughing. I mean... Plenty of, plenty of. About the whole let Russ cook, let Russ cook idea. (laughs) Are we allowed to play this? Uh, I, I, I mean, I just, you know, the words. So the question is: Is that my 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 worst stumble, or is this one the legendary Marcellus one? Thank you, Marcellus. Yes, sir, brother. Mike and back. We're just smacking moon moment. That was, of course, from the Mike and Mike days. Like, sometimes you just... Tr- that one, I, I don't even know what I was trying to say. <laughs> that, nothing was written for me. I was trying to throw to a break, and I have no idea what I meant when I said... Thank you, Marcellus. Yes, sir, brother. Mike and Mike were just smacking moon woman. <laughs> I don't know what I was trying to say. Anyway, everyone is laughing at my expense here, oh, so hopefully, good. wherever you are, you're laughing at my expense as well. Okay, time for the question of the day. You ask these questions... Greeny's question of the day. And I'm going to ask it in the form, I'm going to use the negative at the beginning. So normally when I ask a question, I would say, is so-and-so. I'm going to ask you a question about a player. And I'm going to ask if that player is a superstar. But instead of asking if he is, I'm going to ask if he isn't. Nuno, I'm starting with you. Today's question of the day is, isn't Russell Wilson a superstar quarterback? 
What's the answer? At this moment, no. No, he's not. Why is that? He had an injury-plagued season in which he still completed 65% of his passes. And we had the numbers this morning, Hambo. It was like 24 touchdowns and like six picks. 25 and six. 25 touchdowns and six picks. The last two years in which people have done nothing but talk about how he's not playing up to his standards on what is a very flawed team that has drafted terribly and is just ill-constructed and generally bad. His numbers are something like, you've got him, right? 65 and 19. 65 touchdowns and 19 picks. Why is it Russell Wilson, a superstar quarterback, Nuno? Nuno? I just feel like when I think about... They haven't won enough, I think, lately, right? Um, and I think part of it is this let Russ cook and the team's just not good. And because of that, um, you know, paying him so much money, they haven't been able to build the team the right way. And I think other guys have surpassed him. I think at this point in time, someone like Dak has surpassed him, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I thought it was laughable. Dak Prescott, stop, stop, stop. Yep. Dak Prescott is a better quarterback in your mind right now than Russell Wilson. I believe so. And I was someone who previously would say if if there was a Russell Wilson for Dak Prescott trade, you're if you're the Cowboys, you do it instantly. I think at this point in time that that Dak is a better quarterback than Russ. I, I almost don't want to ask this question to Bubba because he is a noted Cowboy fan and wears a Dak. How many days this year did you wear the Dak Prescott jersey? Well, total days it was probably like uh, 50, I wore it for 35 straight at one point. 35 consecutive days but wearing a Dak Total Prescott. up was probably close to 50. Yeah. So to whatever degree you can answer this question objectively, Dak Prescott or Russell Wilson, who's a better player? Uh, I, I think it is Dak. I think if you're just factoring in everything with his, obviously with youth being a, a big factor, um, I think it is Dak. I, I think it is. Take I, youth out of it. Right now, if you if you had a, t- a Super Bowl championship caliber team, if you if you and I could I offered you one or the other of those two guys as your quarterback, which one would you have this year? One year, right? Um, I mean, it's tough for me not to, not to be. Uh, I'm gonna, I would take Dak. So. Okay, I, 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 you got to stay with your. I, th- I, st- I think Dak is a very good quarterback still. Um, the the playoff game notwithstanding, which was a frustrating loss, but I think he he is a very good quarterback. Hambo. One or the other of those two guys to win you a championship this year if you're Pittsburgh or Minnesota. I'm not suggesting these guys are going to wind up there, but if they could, which guy? Russell Wilson. If Russell Wilson did what he has done in Seattle for a legacy franchise on the East Coast, say, we would be talking about him the way that we talk about Aaron Rodgers. Russell Wilson has put himself on a Hall of Fame track, and I'm not willing to put a somewhat down 2021 season in which he threw 19 more touchdowns than picks as like some sort of disqualifier for the rest of his career. Yeah, I, I, I'm a little bit taken aback by the degree to which we have, I don't mean in this conversation, but just in general. And maybe it does come with the comparative anonymity that exists in Seattle relative to the rest of the league. Maybe it also comes, look, the most famous pass Russell Wilson ever threw was intercepted. Mm. The Malcolm Butler interception, which changes everything. Those Legion of Boom guys have never gotten over it. Never. Because the Legion of Boom should be talked about with the great defenses. But when people talk about the great defenses, their name doesn't come up. But if they had won back-to-back Super Bowls, beating Peyton Manning and Tom Brady, we'd be talking about them. No question. Right? Yes, the, the Seahawks had the number one defense in the NFL four years in a row. The last team to have done that was the Browns in the 50s. They should have absolutely won. I mean, they were one play away from winning 
back-to-back championships, and they probably should have done a little bit better in the playoffs. But I'm with you. That, that was a team that was way too good to only win one championship. And I think they have – those guys hold that against Russell. Mm. The fact that they chose not to give the ball to Marshawn Lynch – and instead threw a pass, and I think, I don't know whether their belief is that it's because the franchise wanted to prop him up and let him throw the Super Bowl winning touchdown. I don't know what it is. I'm not there, obviously, I don't know. But I do think that there is, history is so impacted and altered by that play. Think about what's at stake there. Brady wins the Super Bowl instead of the Legion of Boom and Russell and ever who knows what the trajectory of both of those are if that one play goes the other way. Nuno, you have a question. Yes. Uh Green, let me ask you this. Russell uh, Wilson is now the quarterback of the Washington fo- football team. Who are you who are you picking to win the NFC East? Them or the Cowboys? That probably the probably the Cowboys. I mean, uh, the Cowboys are just better. Go ahead. If he's the quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles, which you know some people believe that might be the case or something, who's winning the division? That one's closer. The Eagles really impressed me last year with some of the stuff they did, and I like that coach. And you put that quarterback in there. Well, I, I understand your question. L- let me change it slightly on you. If Russell Wilson is the quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers next year, Nuno. What are they? They are. I don't see. That's the thing. Are they, they're maybe either competing for a division title mm-hmm. based upon there, but that's because of the infrastructure within that team, right? Because if if Dak Prescott had a different head coach, they're probably in the NFC Championship. You know, they're probably in the Super Bowl. Here's the thing about Russell Wilson. This is what I believe. I believe Russell Wilson viewed himself as the pending face, the heir to being the face of the NFL. He certainly says all the right things, does all the right things, all that stuff. And I think he viewed this as it's Brady's league, it's Rogers' league, I'm a football generation younger than those guys. When they vacate the premises, it becomes my league. Then Brady didn't ever go away. I mean, he played until he was 44 years old. Rodgers still playing at an insanely high level at 38. And not unlike Prince Charles, who, you know, got in his, isn't he in his 70s now? And still isn't the king? <laughs> That's right. He's still waiting and waiting. But in his case, in Russell's case, <clears throat> Prince Charles's kids, who are William and Harry, well, Harry's got a whole other situation, but have surpassed him. It's like if you could jump them in the like Patrick Mahomes has greatly surpassed um, Russell Wilson, right, as the quote unquote face of the league. And here comes Joe Burrow, and here comes Josh Allen, and to some degree here comes Dak, and here comes who am I forgetting? Other the other great there's a whole fleet of great young quarterbacks, and he's saying, Wait, what happened to my turn? Like I was supposed to be the next one in this row. Because being the face of the NFL is a valuable thing to be. And it was Favre, and then it was Peyton, and then it was Brady. And I don't know who it is now. We can actually talk about that if we want to. But it isn't Russell Wilson, mm-hmm. right? It's not even close. And so I, I think that to some degree, he is thinking, well, what happened to me? This was supposed to be my time. This was supposed to be my gig. So we'll see. If he, if he does or doesn't get moved during this offseason, it'll be fascinating to watch. Hey, try the $45 Silver Unlimited plan from Straight Talk Wireless with nationwide 5G and America's best networks. 
Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. 5G-capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. Coming up, something very strange happened overnight that could be hugely important for one NFL team. You'll hear what it was and why right after this. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hembo says he's got a really good Russell Wilson trivia question. Let's see. Greeny, Russell Wilson has played 10 NFL seasons, and he has thrown at least 20 touchdown passes in all 10 of those seasons. My question for you is, there are only two other players in NFL history that threw at least 20 touchdowns in each of their first 10 seasons. Can you name them? I think I can. Well, Dan Marino has to be one of them. Dan Marino is correct. Okay, yeah. I mean, and then it's another guy who played very well as a rookie. All right, stand by here. That's 20, the key. 20 touchdowns. So, so I'm thinking out loud. I'm thinking of Roethlisberger because Roethlisberger started, I want to say, 15 games his rookie year because Tommy Maddox got hurt in the first game of the season. And, and I think they went 15-1 and one that year. And he, but, but, but that was a running team... Uh, and, and then his second year, I think they won the Super Bowl. Now, those were running teams, but 20 touchdowns isn't that many. So that's the name that comes to mind, but I'm afraid I'm forgetting another obvious one, which is to say that a lot of quarterbacks are playing immediately now, and thus many of them may have thrown 20 touchdowns in their first two. You're saying it's only happened, oh, wait, it's 10 seasons? 10 seasons. Oh, 10 seasons. Each of their first 10 seasons. Oh, my goodness. Then I can't believe I got that first one right. I had it in my head the first two seasons. 10 seasons, I'm sorry. First 10 seasons. And the first 10 seasons, I feel like the other one is relatively obvious as well, and it's Peyton Manning? That is correct. Okay. 
That's the whole list. Okay, fair enough. I, I don't know why. I, you asked the question correctly, and yet I got two seasons stuck in my head, <laughs> and I was thinking of Roethlisberger. How close would Roethlisberger be to that? He, he threw 17 touchdowns as a rookie. As a rookie. Okay, so there you have it. That's very good. I'm very good at trivia. Uh, all right, so, so something very strange happened. Bubba, are you aware of what it is? Are you aware of the strange thing that took place last night? Last night? Yeah, strange thing. Um, Bubba, you're going to be particularly interested in this because many of you may not know this, but before his career in radio production, Bubba actually had a very long and accomplished career uh, as a, in, in working in, in a variety of different startups in Silicon Valley. Mm, and so right. no one, particularly at the advent of a lot of the social media, Facebook and some of the others, you might have seen him in the movie, the Facebook movie. You know, there were the Winklevoss twins and there yep, was, was um, that, yeah. and there was uh, Mark Zuckerberg and, and there was a, a Bubba Brendan Peregrine. Uh, all depicted in that film. And, and so you have a full understanding of the significance of what Kyler Murray did last night. Hembo, tell everyone what he did last night. So after he played in the Pro Bowl yesterday, he did something on social media that has fans on high alert, Greeny. He scrubbed his Instagram account of all but two photos, one gallery of him at the Pro Bowl yesterday and one about him winning the Heisman. He also does not follow the Cardinals, the team he plays for on Instagram or Twitter, and there is no reference to either team on those platforms. Kyler Murray has unfollowed the Cardinals on all social media without any obvious reason why. I don't know that anyone was sitting around going, I wonder if Kyler is disgruntled. When last seen, he seemed perfectly gruntled and, and candidly playing horribly in a playoff loss to the Rams three weeks ago but Murray's a very good young player I, you showed me his like he's got baseball pictures on there or something yeah. right like like he, he looks like he plays for the Oakland A's you would know that he plays baseball you would know that he went to Oklahoma you would know that he was in the Pro Bowl mm-hmm. you would not know by looking at his social media that he plays for the Arizona Cardinals and the timing of this is interesting because he plays in the Pro Bowl representing the Cardinals yesterday afternoon by the time we woke up whoosh Bubba, what should we make of this? Very strange. We did notice, yeah, that he does still follow the Oakland A's. So, I don't know. Is he getting uh, ready for a return to baseball? I mean, very odd. There isn't even any baseball to return to. Yeah, should we tell him? (laughs) Should we tell him? (laughs) Someone want to tell Kyler that right now is not the moment? Maybe he's not aware. Yeah, this is not the time to be jumping into that. I don't know what's going on with all this. It seems to be a thing to do. I mean, it was just last week, right? Julius Randle unfollowed the Knicks, so... But we knew that. Like, we understood why. Because Julius Randle is basically being the ultimate pain in the neck. And his entire entire self-perception is completely wrong. Like, no one is misreading the room worse right now than Julius Randle is in New York. And that's fine. But Kyler Murray, I, I, I don't know that we had any reason to think this was happening. Go ahead, Bubba. Continue. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I can't, I have to imagine... He, I guess he, I guess he wants out. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I, it's so strange. I, don't, I, I could see him in like five days from now putting him back in there. I don't know. I mean, do his you, avatar right now is two pictures. It's him playing for Oklahoma, and it's him playing for the Oakland A's. It seemed like he had a good relationship with Kingsbury, did he not? I mean, they. Had to a, my knowledge, yes. Had a I don't think good any season. of this was I mean, a problem. They lost in the playoffs, but so on Saturday he was asked, and this posted, I guess. Uh, off of the team website, he, he was asked, how is he going to improve? He says, I, 
I think there are a lot of things we all need to address individually. Team-wise, we understand. It was kind of just being like, and he was like, but that's all I'm going to say. Like, it was kind of just, hmm. so I don't know if there's something going on. This is a very strange situation. I, I, do you have any insight into this? I don't have any insight. All we can do is speculate, but it's, you often say, Greeny, I don't believe in coincidences. For him to do this the day after the Pro Bowl is not a coincidence. So I, the way that I read this, because he's ma- making us guess, is he either wants out or he wants a new contract. But this is not something that a, pers- a normal person just does just because. There is literally no chance it's a coincidence. There's no chance. I mean, I don't even know what it would be a coincidence with. Like, it would be coincidental that he did that and what? Like that he played in the Pro Bowl and then scrubbed his Instagram and, and Twitter of all connection to that he played the worst game you've ever seen in your life in a playoff loss three weeks ago and then scrubbed. Like, I, it, not only is it not coincidental, it just seems to be its own phenomenon. And I can't think of any other explanation than there is something about the Cardinals that is making Kyler Murray unhappy. No kidding. And you see people go dark off social media. This is not this. This is like, I am still on social media. Like if, if you break up with your girlfriend and you just delete all of your pictures with her, I'm still around. I'm still on social media, but I'm not with her. That's what he's doing right now. Yes. I mean, these. So I find it to be a very unusual thing, again, primarily because there wasn't any obvious reason why it was coming. And, and I didn't see it. But right now, if you just type the words Kyler Murray into a search, the first things that come up are Kyler Murray trade, Kyler Murray Cardinals, Kyler Murray Instagram, Kyler Murray Twitter. Like the world is talking about this. And the longer it goes without him responding, that's another thing. Like if everything is fine, and he made that change for, I don't even know what other reason there might be, then you put an end to it. The whole world is talking about this. So you put an end to it. Oh, no, no, nothing to see here, guys. Everything is fine with me and the Cardinals. I just took them off of all of my social media for this reason, which I have no idea what that reason would be. It's ridiculous. But he, the longer it goes without him addressing it in any way, the more obvious it becomes that there's an issue. Let me ask you a question. Would you rather trade for a 33, uh, 33-year-old Russell Wilson on that contract or a 24-year-old Kyler Murray on that contract? Give me the details on the contract. Well, Kyler Murray's still on his rookie deal. I know that, but how much longer? He's been in three years, right? So he's got his... The, you got to pay year. him soon. And, yeah, sure, but you got two more years on the rookie deal, including that fifth-year option. That's, in, that's the best bargain in the NFL, practically, right? A Pro Bowl-level quarterback on a rookie contract? I don't, he had a very bad second half of the season. There was a moment in time when they looked like a Super Bowl team, and they stopped looking like that in a big way. He's 24 years old, Greeny. He was on, he was on the short list of MVP frontrunners halfway through the season. Yeah. He's did you mean still. that as a joke, that he was on the short list? <laughs> or did it just come out funny? That, just, was it just coincidental that you said it that way? That was uh, merely a coincidence. No, I, I, the answer to your question is that I would infinitely rather have Russell Wilson as my quarterback. Now, the contract obviously is something else entirely. But to me, that's not close. Hmm. Uh, Kyler Murray, and I said it at the time, Kyler Murray needs to go thank Russell Wilson for being the first pick in the draft. Wilson was drafted on the third round based on height. Mel mm-hmm. Kuyper once t- said to me that if Russell Wilson had done everything he did in college but was built like Andrew Luck, he would have been the first pick in the draft. Hmm. I mean, that was the year that wow. Luck went one and RG3 went two, uh-huh. and Wilson went in the third round. And he's had the best NFL career of, of the three of them by far. $76 million remaining on his contract over two years. Kyler Murray, you're going to have to pay that him $20 million for the next two years. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a huge difference. So I, yes, I, I mean, if, if you're going to take that into account, then yes. But it, that's not really the answer to the question. 
If the que- well, oh, so maybe that is the answer to the question because we are talking about them potentially being moved. If the question is who's a better player, to me, there's no question about it. I just made myself late. Coming up next, my favorite moment of the sports weekend involved the near-death experience of one of my favorite athletes in the world. I'll get to that, Bubba. We'll save the read for after a quick break here on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right, I got to find this. I want to put it on my Twitter so everyone can see it in case you have not. So if you go to my Twitter right now, I'm going to describe something that happened um, that I realize everyone may not have. I'm going to retweet it right now. There we go. So if you want to see something that happened this weekend, that was the most compelling thing that happened in my view in sports this weekend. And maybe the most dangerous, I mean, the most outright frightening. You can go to my Twitter, at ESPN Greeny, and I have just retweeted a post that I saw about it. If you've ever been to Pebble Beach, you've ever been lucky enough to play golf at Pebble Beach, then you know exactly where it is. In fact, if you've just watched golf at Pebble Beach, it is a shot that Jack Nicholas describes as the best second shot in golf. They have a fairway on a par four that runs out completely. It just ends and it and it and it just ends in a sheer cliff that goes straight down into the ocean. And it's it's gotta be a hundred feet up in the air. I mean, it is certain death if you fall over this cliff. And having been fortunate enough to be there, I can tell you right now, there's no danger of you falling off the cliff. There's no reason you should walk anywhere near the cliff unless you are as Jordan Spieth was this weekend unfortunate enough to hit a shot that leaves you, do you know, Hembo, I don't want to exaggerate this, Mm -hmm. two feet away from the edge of the cliff? Max. Two feet max. The ball is two feet from the edge of a cliff. And all common sense says, pick the ball up and take an unplayable lie and move it backward. That is a rule in golf. I won't get into a lot of details, but the bottom line is, you know, sometimes they'll say no shot is worth breaking your wrist, like if it's on a, a rock or something like that. No shot is worth plummeting to your death. And stunningly, Jordan Spieth hit that shot. And he had a pretty good shot. He pulled it left of the green, wound up getting up and down for a par. And then afterwards, he said when he saw the blimp view of it, so I don't know what it looked like to him standing there, but the blimp view of it, which is what I have up on Twitter, again, at ESPN Greeny, is scary as hell. It's unbelievable how close he is to the edge of this cliff. And he talked about how he kept all his weight in his back foot and didn't let himself fall. He falls forward, Hembo. He is going to die. He is going to fall off that cliff, and he is not going to survive that. I don't, I don't mean this to sound flippant or anything. That was a genuinely scary moment, and I remain stunned that he did it. So answer me this question, because I'm watching the video again now. It's on the other side of the, the, the red line, for lack of a better yes, term. He's, he's in the hazard, so is, why is what he, it's called. So why is he not considered OB, then? How, why is he even allowed okay. to hit the shot? 
because a red, red steaks put you in a hazard that is not OB. OB is white stakes. That's out of bounds. Got it. The penalty for that is stroke and distance. You have to go back to wherever you hit it from before. Your shot never happened. Right. It's a two-stroke penalty. You go back to where you were. When the ball is in a hazard, so for example, that, that would be treated the same way as if the ball is in a sand trap. Got it. Or many other areas. You, what you are not allowed to do is ground your club. When you are in a, in a hazard, if you are beyond red stakes, then you're not, your club is not allowed to touch the ground before you hit the ball. You can't take a practice swing in there or anything like that. But you can hit from there as he did so that's not out of bounds it's a perfectly legal shot it's just unimaginably dangerous Nuno did you see this this weekend or are you seeing it now for the first time I saw it what do you thought scary as heck scary as heck right are you surprised he did it forgetting the fact that that he's a young man who just got married and has a two-month-old at home and I don't I don't mean this to sound critical of Jordan like I'm sure it didn't look the same from where he was standing as it looked to us because he actually said afterwards, when I saw the blimp shot, I felt terrible. Like, like you know, his family's going to watch that. They're watching the event on TV and all that kind of stuff, and there he is. Sta- like, it is, I hope I'm not exaggerating. Am I exaggerating this? You're not. This is terrifying. Right? Terrifying. It's terrifying. How many, per- what percentage of golfers do you think would opt to, to take that shot? Or is I he just kind of I would have guessed beforehand, zero. <laughs> I mean, I, I would have guessed that none of them would have done that. And it was a great event, by the way, Pebble Beach. Oh, it's unbelievable to watch a golf tournament there. And this kid, Hoagie, winds up winning. He's not even a kid. He's in his 30s. Winds up winning his first ever event. Beat out Jordan, who was you know in it right to the end yesterday. And I love Spieth. I hope this doesn't sound like I'm being critical of him. Um, Spieth is one of my absolute favorite players. But I, I was really taken aback. I, I guess you know just how dangerous it really was. Because... If it was as dangerous as it looks from the blimp shot, I have to believe Michael Greller. No, they wouldn't have let him do it. No way. Like, like they would have been like, no, 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 you're not doing this. Pick the ball up. There is something called an unplayable line, mm-hmm. to which that, it feels to me, is the perfect definition. Like sometimes you will take an unplayable line if a ball is literally like wedged up against a tree and you can't advance it, or it's in any other place that you just can't hit it. That is called an unplayable lie. And there are all kinds of rules I won't bore you with of how you address that. But he's not con- would he have to concede a stroke? Yes. Oh, yes. It's a okay. pe- yes, absolutely. So that, so that was his decision? That was his decision. The stroke mattered enough to him that he was willing to hit that shot off the edge of a cliff. Correct. This is a man who's won three majors man. and has tens of, if not hundreds, of oh. millions of dollars in the wow. bank. Um, and uh, Bubba, did you see it? Bubba? Are you with us? <laughs> I did. I did see it. And, what, uh, let me ask a question. Hold on. Let me ask a serious question here. What exactly is it you're doing while the show is going on that you were too busy to respond to a question? It's not as though this is the first time I've come to you. We have established the assembled members of the hashtag crew as an important part of the show. So right. just out of curiosity, Super what were you part, doing? What's that? Super important part. Super important part. So I'm just curious. What is it you were busy doing that you were not immediately able to respond to my question yeah no that's that's a that's a personal question between <laughs> you, nuno and i don't worry about it you've asked nuno three questions today and for all three you've had to ask him twice <laughs> <laughs> well nuno has t- taken off a mask see i think what that, that the, the the masking issue with that is that yeah as am i i'm trying to do that and 
circumvent my headphones. It's a whole thing. So, uh-huh. One way or another, did you see the shot that Jordan Spieth hit? <laughs> I did. I saw the shot. What I'm is your reaction to it? We're all, we're all on the same page here. It's insane. I personally am someone who does not enjoy, you know, heights or edge of cliffs or, you know, I enjoy going on a nice hike. I'll climb up a mountain, but I don't even like stepping anywhere near the edge for anything like that. Or, if, you know, it's crazy. I, I would, I, I'm like getting nervous just looking at this yeah. and I'm not even there. Like it's, it's insane. Here's the only thing I can imagine. Now, as I say, I, I, I have been there, but I didn't go anywhere near i have pictures of me playing that hole we all like stood behind each other in my group and took pictures of us hitting that second shot because it's one of the most famous shots in golf which parenthetically is the worst part about playing pebble beach is it's a six hour round because everyone's taking pictures of everything but that's neither here nor there <laughs> uh, and it's a, it's a public golf course you can pl- i mean if you can get a tea time you can play anyone who wants to can play but um i didn't walk that close to the edge of course so what I don't, I just have to imagine it didn't look the same standing there. It didn't look quite as close to the edge or as dangerous when you were actually there as it appears from the overhead shot, right? You have to assume that. It's got to be. But when I'm, look, I'm looking at this video over and over and over again, his left foot is so close to the edge and nobody else is anywhere close to him, which tells me like, He's got a little crazy, man. Yeah. Well, no one's going to be close to him because that's just not where you're intending to hit the ball. I mean, it, so that's his. That, that was his drive, correct? Yeah. Okay. So that, so he's hitting. He's hitting a second shot from the, the very edge of the right. Of the fairway. Yeah. Normally, guys will. That that is a spot where guys will. They're laying up Lay on up, their right. tee shot. Mm-hmm. They don't want to hit it that far because normally it will just roll off the cliff into a you know the into the abyss into the abyss. And he is no more than one full step. Two steps away from being off the edge. That it is an it is incredible video. Yeah, incredible. Yeah. I've, I've not seen anything like this. No, before. and and that's why I wanted to bring it up here. And again, please do not misinterpret this to say Greeny is critical of Jordan Spieth for doing it. I'm just surprised. And again, my only assumption has to be that if you were standing there, it would it didn't look the way it looks from overhead. And and and, and a because I have to believe if he's really in jeopardy of falling, he wouldn't do it. And B, because the quote he had was, when I see the blimp shot, it makes me regret doing it. Mm. Like, I, I think there's something about that that made it look more dangerous than it felt in the moment. But when he hits it, if you've seen the shot, he hits it with his weight all on his back foot and he tears backwards. I mean, he runs backwards immediately. So, look, Jordan, we're all thrilled that you're okay and all that kind of stuff. Don't do that again. We need you. Um, and, and a lot of other people need you. So, that anyway, I thought it was just worth mentioning because it seemed like something of a, of a crazy thing. Uh, let me get in one more thing here for 30 seconds, and I have a lot more to do. Uh, but I, 30 seconds for AutoZone. AutoZone has the free services you need to help you get back on the road, like their free AutoZone Fix Finder service. The AutoZone Fix Finder service not only identifies the check engine light code, but also helps identify the most likely cause of the check engine light being on. The information provided by the free AutoZone Fix Finder service is verified by data from over 5.5 million ASE certified technicians. With over 5,600 locations nationwide, AutoZone is here to help you save time and money with their free services. Getting the job done just got easier. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone with AutoZone. All right, Nuno, I have a question for you as the producer of this program. I have a fascinating tweet that I really like on Joe Burrow. Or I can get back to the Nets and the James Harden stuff. I've got five minutes left in the show. Which should we do? You're the producer of the show. It's your choice. The Nets will be a continuous story. Let's do the uh, Joe Burrow tweet. Okay, then I'll make this my favorite tweet of the day. When you tweet all that stuff out, guess what? Guess what? Da-da-da, da-da-da, we got it. My favorite tweet of the day.
comes from Kelly Gramlich, who, of all the things I've heard people say about Joe Burrow, this is one that I think is the most important. We talked about how great he's been in big games. We talked about how where he stacks up with all the other great young quarterbacks in the sport. We talked about the incredible turnaround and whether this is the greatest turnaround in two seasons in NFL history. But something that I think, I know you know, but doesn't get pointed out enough, is Joe Burrow is the best example ever to this point of the significance and necessity of the transfer portal. Kelly tweeted, the transfer portal, he was third string at Ohio State for three years. In a previous lifetime, in a previous sports universe, would LSU have been so interested in him, transferring him down there if he couldn't play immediately? He wasn't a player that other schools were dying for. LSU took a shot on him because he was eligible to come down and play immediately in the transfer portal. But in the previous rules in which he would have to have sat out a year, they needed a quarterback then. So they went after him, they got him, because he was available to play right that minute and he was better than their other options. Would they have been interested if he was going to require a year of sitting the way the old rule was? If there was no such thing as the transfer portal, would Joe Burrow be in the NFL today? That is a reasonable question to ask, and in fact... I think the likely answer is no. He certainly wasn't on an NFL trajectory being the backup at Ohio State. And he wasn't figuring, he wasn't getting any closer to being the starter because he never broke through and got it. If he was going to become the starter at Ohio State, he's a kid from Ohio. That was his hometown team's dream school. He wasn't leaving because he felt like it. He was leaving because he wasn't ever going to get a chance to play. So I think... For all the complaining people do about the transfer portal, and I know that it sort of throws a lot of things in the sport into flux. I know the coaches hate it, and I understand that. It's one of the things that I love the most about it is that the coaches hate it. But just think about that. This is a kid who's going to make hundreds of millions of dollars. He's going to become one of the biggest stars in America, is one of the biggest stars in American sports. And if it wasn't for the transfer portal, he'd probably right now be working in a whole other job. He would have been one of those many NCAA athletes who goes pro in something else. Am I overstating it, Hembo? Am I overstating the likelihood that he never sets foot on an NFL team if it's not for the transfer portal? No, I I agree with you 100%. And in fact, he played a season at LSU before they had that great year. And he wasn't really on NFL radars before then. Mm -hmm. So I, I totally agree. Even though he was the first pick in the country, this is what I think is so endearing about Joe Burrow. Even though he was the first pick in the country, we view him as an underdog because that's how he views himself. That's what... That's how he burns, just like Tom Brady, the, you know, the 199th pick. The, the, being the, the backup quarterback at Ohio State, his dream job, in effect, coming out of high school, that's his being the you know, 199th pick. That's his Tom Brady comparison. Right. Was he behind Haskins there? Who was he behind? He would have been behind Dwayne Haskins, and but then, Haskins only started one year. And then JT Barrett, right? JT Barrett would have been the year before that, right? right? Yeah, JT Barrett came the year before. Those years, whatever it was, Joe Burrow... If not for something known as the transfer portal, the the highly controversial transfer portal, were it not for that, Joe Burrow mm-hmm. probably never plays in the NFL. I don't know what his major was, but whatever his major was, he'd be applying it now. He'd be on LinkedIn, <laughs> and and you know he'd he'd be doing something else for a living. And I I don't know what. And he's a smart kid. He could be doing something good, but probably not as good as this. Mm. 
So that's something to remember the next time anyone complains about the transfer portal. Good fun. We'll see you tomorrow on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.